the players are playing very deep stacked. 400 big blinds deep. That's a lot of big blinds deep. I think it's probably fine to call here. Um, if this was a 1-2-0 no limit game and it folds around to the player on the button and they're kind of weak and kind of passive and they raise to five big blinds, it could actually just be a fold immediately. Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com and today we have a hand from High Stakes Poker. This show has been amazingly fun, amazingly exciting, and if you're not watching it, make sure you check it out at PokerGo.com. They also have new episodes of Poker After Dark, many of which feature me giving strategy segments about interesting hands in Poker After Dark. So if you like this video, then you will like Poker After Dark as well. Check that out at Poker Go. Also, if you like these videos, it probably isn't your first time here. If it is, welcome. But if you like these videos, do me a quick favor. Click the like button and subscribe button below. That'll go a long way to helping the YouTube robots know that you like this. And if you want to be notified when we have a new video, click the notification bell as well. So let's take a look at this hand featuring Michael Schwimmer on the button, who raises it up to $4,000, playing $400, $800. Uh, Michael Schwimmer is a former professional Major League Baseball pitcher from the Phillies. Um, I do not know much about his poker game or poker skills. He does seem to be pretty loose, pretty active, pretty aggressive. Okay. Jean Robert Blonde folds in the small blind and it's around to Bryn Kenny in the big blind. You probably know Bryn Kenny, but if you do not, he is the number one biggest winner all-time in poker tournaments. He has the most cashes of anyone, $56 million. For comparison, I only have about seven. He is, uh, well, what? I can't even count that high. Eight times as many uh, live tournament earnings as me. He's an absolute crusher. With Queen-10 offsuit, this is actually a pretty nasty spot already against a pretty big button raise. Um, I believe there was an ante in play. Let's see if we enter that. Yeah, so there is an ante in play. So this somewhat big raise is not like egregiously big. Also, the players are playing very deep stacked, 400 big blinds deep. That's a lot of big blinds deep. I think it's probably fine to call here. Um, if this was a 1-2-0 no limit game and it folds around to the player on the button and they're kind of weak and kind of passive and they raise to five big blinds, it could actually just be a fold immediately. That said, Michael's playing some pots. He's clearly active and there's an ante in play. I, I definitely like calling in this scenario from Bryn Kenny. You could even three bet if you wanted. You could re-raise to... 16,000. That certainly applies a lot of aggression onto Michael and may make him fold out a lot of hands immediately, especially if he's a little bit too loose. But um, Bryn does elect to call. I actually have a lot of cash game tips that I throw out very regularly in these videos, and I decided to make a list of all of them for you. Check that out at pokercoaching.com slash cash tips. All the tips are there completely for free to make sure you are not making common mistakes in cash game. And the common mistake a lot of people make is defending their big blind way too wide against weak passive opponents. But that's not the scenario we're in here. Anyway, we see the flop. Flop comes queen, jack, three, two diamonds. Bren Kinney checks as he will do with the vast majority of his range in this scenario. Michael bets 7,000. This is a spot where I think it's a pretty easy call. And the reason I like a call with the queen 10 here is because if you do raise playing very, very deep stack, what's going to give you action? Well, you're going to get called by pairs that have some number of outs, and you don't really know which outs those are, which is not a particularly great spot to be in when you're out of position. Um, you're going to get called by better hands, right? Like ace-king, or sorry, ace-queen, king-queen, 
queen jack sets etc and that those scenarios you're drawing pretty close to dead and you're gonna get called by pre premium and marginal draws depending on exactly how bad the draws are and in that scenario again you don't really know how many outs you have to worry about and you don't know which outs you have to worry about so this is already going to turn into a pretty dicey scenario for Bren if he faces additional aggression on the turn in the river. But top pair is not a hand you were looking to fold against a generally loose, aggressive opponent. So pretty easy call in this scenario. In this spot, by the way, you want to be raising with just your best hands, your best draws, and your junky draws. You don't really want to be raising with medium strength hands that are kind of strong like top pair, bad kicker, because that usually results in your opponent playing pretty well. Whereas whenever you raise with your best hands and some draws, your opponent's often going to be put into a pretty dicey guessing game on the flop and the turn and the river if you continue betting. So anyway, turns a king of clubs, not really the card Bren wants to see because now a lot of Michael's hands get there, like ace-king just made top pair, ace-ten made a straight, right? King-five suited made a king, uh, ten-nine made a straight, so pretty bad card. A lot of people look at this and think, oh, good, I improved. Now I have an open-ended straight draw. But no, 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 no. This king is very, very bad for Bren. So he checks. Michael bets 16,000. This is another spot where, like on the flop, I don't think Bren has any real options besides to just call. Because, again, if he raises, Michael's going to play very, very well. You may say, should he fold? Um, no, because Michael has been pretty aggressive. Notice there are a bunch of draws he could have. He could easily have clubs. He could easily have diamonds. He could easily have a random ace, or he could have a random 10, like 10-8, right? That he's going to at least consider betting. He is using a rather big size as well, which usually indicates either a premium hand or a draw. And when you have a very clear bluff catcher that also has some outs to the nuts, like Bren does here, you just cannot fold this hand. So Bren calls. River is eight of spades, eh, you know, kind of a blank. Bren checks. And now Michael goes 40,000 into the 55,000 pot, another pretty big bet. So what I want you to think about here is I want you to think about if Bren should find the hero call. And what I want you to do is I want you to pause the video and write below what you would do with this queen 10. Would you fold it? Would you call? Or would you get active? Would you decide to put in a bluff raise? I'm gonna pause the video, I'm gonna let you do that. Go ahead, write it in the comments below. Okay, did you do it? Good. Going through this process is going to go a long way to help you actively learn, and that's going to allow your skills to improve very, very fast. We have a bunch of quizzes available at my site, pokercoaching.com, that you can actually get a free trial membership to. So check that out at pokercoaching.com free. Okay, in this scenario, Bren has a bluff catcher. He does beat some hands that may decide to overvalue, not many, but he may randomly beat a hand like ace-jack that's betting poorly. Um, like I said, I don't know much about Michael's strategy. You have to presume a good player here is really betting very polarized, meaning he has either the best hands or bluffs. Um, but if Michael is actually a recreational player, which I, I don't know actually his skill level at all, but if he is a little bit more recreational, he may be overvaluing, which is a, a good thing for Bryn's queen-10 because every once in a while he beats ace-jack or queen nine or something like that, right? Anyway, assuming Michael is playing well, when you have a bluff catcher in the spot, 
you essentially want to block the nut hands, meaning you want to have a card or two cards in your hand that makes it harder for Michael to have the nuts or an effective nut hand. And you also don't, do not want to have a card that blocks the bluffs. So what are nut hands in this scenario? Well, clearly ace 10 and 10 nine are very good nut hands, right? So you want to have a 10 in your hand so that it makes it harder for Michael to have ace 10 or 10 nine. Also, this queen is pretty relevant too because you block king-queen, which is basically a nut hand, queen-jack, which would probably play this way too, also pocket queens. So right off the bat, Bren's blockers are very, very good in that they block some of the nuts that Michael could have. Also, very importantly, Bren does not have any diamonds or clubs. If he had diamonds or clubs, like say he had the um, random 10 of diamonds in his hand, that card becomes a little bit more neutral because even though he blocks some nut hands, you also block some potential obvious bluffing hands like 10, seven of diamonds, right? But here, he does not block any of the clubs or diamonds. So when you're looking at your bluff catchers here, you wanna make sure that you ideally have either a 10 or a nine in your hand. And you also ideally do not wanna have any clubs or diamonds. And Bren has essentially the perfect bluff catching hand. I don't think he needs to raise this hand. I think it could be okay if you think Michael's like well out of line. But in general, I think the queen 10 in this spot is a pretty easy call because it has the perfect blockers and, um, you know, blockers to the, it, it does not block the bluffs, right? So I think this is actually a pretty easy call for Brandon. He does make the call. Hopefully you made the call too. Well, uh, I say hopefully you made the call. Turns out Michael did have the 10-9. Sometimes they're going to have the nuts even when you do block the nuts, but when you do have the blockers, you're going to find that your opponents in general, assuming they are playing well and they are capable of bluffing, which I have to assume Michael is, because like I said, throughout these episodes of High Stakes Poker, he was being pretty splashy. If he is capable of bluffing, the fact that you have these perfect blocker cards in your hand is going to make it more likely for Michael to be bluffing in general, because there's proportionally more combinations of bluffs in his range than normal. So I like the way the way... Bren Kenny played this hand. What about Michael? How did he play this hand? He bet the flop with the open into straight draw. Certainly fine. Kept betting the turn. Kind of big with the nuts. Well, effective nuts. Perfectly fine. And he put in another big river bet. So I think both these players played this hand very well. This may look like a kind of standard hand to some people who just always call the river, but I bet there's a lot of people out there who just automatically fold the river when their opponent bets the flop and the turn and the river. And that could be a fine strategy against weak type players. But like I said, as you move up and play against better and better opponents, they are going to be capable of bluffing. And you may find that at the medium and high stakes, a lot of the more recreational players actually over bluff. They love putting their opponents in bad spots and outplaying them by making them fold. Again, I'm not sure that's what Michael's doing, but you will find that as you move up, a lot of the players who are more recreational actually like to get in there and battle. That's what they enjoy. They don't like being weak and tight and passive. They like to fight. That's why they play poker. So anyway, that's going to be it for today. Hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, click like below. I would appreciate it. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for taking the time to watch this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more strategy lessons, pre-flop charts, and interactive quizzes, make sure you get your free membership to PokerCoaching.com right now at PokerCoaching.com free. I'll talk to you next time.